On today's show, how did the Dallas Mavericks play the same game again and win again in the clutch against Los Angeles Clippers? How did Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney Smith finally come alive and hit their shots? Talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager of the Locked On Podcast Network. Letting it ride after a win. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Give me one reason the Mavs won this game. There's a bunch, but just give me one reason in the comment section below. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The the cheesy chess chum, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I do not play chess. That's no, but, only for uh, no, but Luca does on his phone. It's only for Luca Doncic and Bobby Corrala. They can. Uh, there are not nap. many days that we learn a new thing about Luca, right? Like I feel like we know a lot of things. Today we learned that he plays chess on his phone all the time. I wonder. I wonder if he wins a lot. Uh, for he said he summit. does. He said he wins a lot. And he's like, do you play against? I think it was Eddie asked, do you do you play against the computer? And he's like, no, I play online against other people. He says he wins a lot, so. Ooh, how many of you guys have played Luca? What is his username? I was gonna say, or whatever app he's using. I mean, if you play chess on your phone, you may have played Luca at some point. It's like Hugo sixty nine. <laughs> Hugo GS sixty or seventy seven. You know, something like that. His two dogs' names. Uh, um, I want to give a shout out real quick to my wife. Today is her birthday. Hey, loyal supporter to the pod. It was a big birthday too. So. Uh, uh, had some fun with it, and uh, yeah, she she came home, and we celebrated her birthday right after halftime. So no joke, halftime, I turned the TV off because you know I'm a nice husband, and <laughs> celebrate birthday during the third quarter. Turn the TV back on at the end of the third quarter. Of course like, you did. It was your fault. What the heck happened? <laughs> And then I wasn't shocked because this is just who the Mavericks are. It is who the Mavs are. I also have to give a shout out for a birthday. Shout out to loyal listener Shay Hawkins and Dion Hawkins. Uh, your birthday was was today still. I'm recording on the 15th. Your birthday's today. Shout out to you guys. Thanks for listening to the pod. And uh, Wait, happy- they, just, they just share a birthday? They're just like two friends and they're like, hey. Well, so here's the thing. It's Shay Hawkins' birthday. And then Dion was like, can you throw in a shout out for me as well? And so I was like, okay. 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 I like shout the I like Dion. the saddle up, like the sidle up, and, and, and get a you know a, a shout out as well. Shout out to Chris and shout out to all the people that I met at the game tonight. Uh, love when you guys come up and say you listen to the pod, Raccoon Squad, and all that. Um, all right, Dallas Mavericks win another game in the clutch. I think they're leading the league now. I haven't I haven't looked, but I'm pretty sure they're leading the league in clutch games. Play Reggie Bullock, baby, and Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney Smith come alive in this game. Isaac, was that the main reason why the Mavs won this game? Uh, sure. I just love it so much for <laughs> Reggie, man. I this is why you don't give up on a guy yeah. that is a career thirty eight percent three point shooter that just did this stuff in the playoffs 
and shown that like he is a good three point shooter. And yet, you know, there's a small portion of the fans after 12 games like Reggie sucks. We need to replace him. It's like play, come on. play Josh Green instead of nah. him. It's like okay, I, I don't know if we're there yet with the the ascension and the descension of Reggie Bullock and Josh Green. I'm not sure we were at that point yet, but this yeah. was going to come right. Like these guys are good shooters. We've seen over a playoff run, over seasons, over Reggie Bullock's. This is what his 11th, 10th season in the NBA. Like we've seen that he's a good shooter. It was going to come around at some point. It just became a floodgate. And honestly, he hits that first one. Mm. What was it? In the third quarter? He hits that. No, fourth quarter. He hits the first one in the fourth fourth quarter with seven minutes and 20 seconds left. The crowd was so loud at that point. It was like the entire room, the entire arena collectively knew how bad Reggie had been shooting for the last five or six games and just knew there it is. Finally, he hits one. Finally, like the collective just like, yes. It was so loud that uh, me and a couple of media members were just like laughing out loud about how loud the crowd was at that point. And Bullock hits that three, and then the floodgates did open for him. He ended up hitting four of eight threes. He had been shooting like honestly 17% or something from three over the season. Uh, and the floodgates opened up for him. Dorian hits seven of 13. He scores 21 points, his second in the, on the Mavs in scoring. And that's what we've been waiting for. These two guys to just finally just hit the open shots that they've been getting. Look at the three-point attempts. This is something we tracked in the playoff mm. run. Tell them know, to for me. Dor- for Dorian and Reggie. Um, Dorian attempted 13 threes in this game. That's good. Reggie Bullock, eight threes in this game. I like that. It's good. It means they're generating these open shots, these catch-and-shoot shots. How many did Luca take, Isaac? Luca attempted five. That's under nine. That's a that's another win for your your uh, stat that you've been tracking on that. Another win for it. And uh, you know, the other day we were talking about how could they improve, and we were talking about if they could generate more catch and shoot unguarded shots. Yeah. Uh, because last year they were really high in that. They generated a ton of those, and they generated more in this game. It's so weird though because if you take away, if you take take away Dwight's three points, only five players scored. Um, five players scored 100 out of the 103 points for the Mavericks tonight. They had one player score off the bench. Like, one player, just Christian Wood, had 15 points. Wow. Nobody else scored off the bench, and they still won this game. That has been such the opposite that this team has been this season, where it's like Tim and Christian Wood will score off the bench, and Josh Green will, but then a couple of the starters will have, like, zero points. (laughs) My guy Tim Hardaway um, played uh, 22 minutes and zero points. Tough night. This, this was probably for later in the show, but he was, kid was playing him in offense-defense situations, like on defense late in the game. He wasn't hitting any shots, and kid was putting him out there, him and Luca out there on defensive situations. I just don't understand that, like that decision. Although he did have the, he did have a really good foul to end the game. He fouled Batum before, you know, Paul George could get up a three and, and foul him. So he did make a good defensive decision. So maybe it was worth it to play him. But I just don't understand putting Tim in those situations. I don't either. Um, I do want to uh, let's go back to Dorian and Reggie real quick. Um, you <laughs> Glad, know, they, gladly. I don't want. I don't want to go on the yeah. whole soapbox, but. especially in the first segment. There, uh, <laughs> they combined for eleven made threes in this game, and these two guys are going to play with Luca a ton. They're going to be starters. They're going to be starters all season long, probably. Um, and th- that's the type of stuff that we got to see from them, and we got to see Luca and them generating those shots. Yeah, but also those guys knocking down the shot. I mean, they're both over 50 percent from three-point line tonight and a lot of those shots were like you said in the fourth quarter huge moments this game felt really familiar right like first of all the Mavs have played this same like cycle of a game 
But against the Clippers, like they switch everything. Luka versus Zubots. Like it was just back. It felt like going back to that, those playoff series a couple times where you're like, they're just giving them the same stuff. They're getting the, the guys are getting open threes. Luka's getting his, you know, trapped off the screen. Luka's, you know, sometimes they're just giving him one-on-one. And it just felt very familiar. And it felt like the Mavs kind of slid back into that. And then Dorian and Reggie, thankfully, slid back into their playoff shooting form. And they were in, they, they hit a bunch of their shots. Uh, yeah, it, it. hopefully this opens it up for them to where, okay, we got it going at home. Had a great game where they, they're hitting some shots. Gets it going for them, and they just shoot decently over the cor- over the course of this season because uh, they need it, and it, it tonight shows why they needed it so bad. Yeah. So coming up after the break, let's talk about uh, the defense that the Clippers uh, played on Luca because I think that was even just as similar as what happened with the Mavericks. So this pod's brought to you by Turo. Ooh. So back a few weeks ago, it was my birthday, and my wife surprised me. And said, "Hey, I just got a random gift for you." And we we started driving. No, tell her the we, first surprise. Tell him the first surprise. What's the first surprise? I just showed up at your door. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, <laughs> that's very true." <laughs> Nick showed up at my door with his wife, and I was like, "What is going on? What are you doing uh, here?" And then they watched our kids. <laughs> we drove to this house, and we pull in their driveway, and there's a Tesla sitting there. And she's like, "Hey, I rented you a Tesla for the day because Tesla's just way out of our." Uh, whole uh, tax bracket all right yeah, so like i was doing well but not that well <laughs> <laughs> so uh i've always uh wanted to see what it's like to drive a tesla and this is where turo came in because hey. my wife used turo and i still have the app on my phone turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace with turo you can book any car you want wherever you want it and from a community of local hosts we got to know the host we were talking to them the whole time brought it back the next day charged the car up the next day brought it back it was so seamless, so easy. It was really cool. So this car is owned by somebody else that, that, that you drove. Yeah. So it's you're, oh, yeah. it's like the Airbnb of cars. So you can go and check out all kinds of different cars. Turo.com, T-U-R-O.com. Forget boring rental cars. Find your drive at Turo.com. Also, check out Lock or check out a Built Bar. I almost said Locked On, like Locked On Bars, because it just feels like <laughs> it's so synonymous with Locked On at this point. Built Bar is back. Built Bar has an incredible lineup of flavors. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. And, oh, oh, ho, 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 it's back. The Candy Cane Brownie Bar is back. Let's go. We love this bar. I really like it. It has little bits of candy cane in it. And it's not going to kill you in the macros. 17 grams of protein, which is great. 150 calories, which is low for a, a protein bar or a candy bar even. Eight grams of sugar. That's incredible. Eight grams of sugar. Go get yourself a box the candy cane brownie puff, or you can just get candy cane brownie. You can get uh, coconut brownie is back. Mm. That was our favorite flavor for a long time too. Co- cookie dough as well. Go check it out. You can get 15% off your order right now using the promo code locked on 15 locked on number one, number five. That's one word locked on 15 at built.com. All right, Isaac Harris. Thanks for making locked on maps. Your first listen today breaking down this Clippers game tomorrow. We'll break down the Rockets game. Whether Luka plays or not, we will, we will break down that game. Uh, also make your second listen, Locked On Sports today. You may hear someone familiar on today's episode. So if you haven't listened to Locked On Sports today, go listen and I'm on there. And Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's me. <laughs> I'm on there with Peter Bukowski. So go check out Locked On Sports today on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast, Odyssey, or wherever. All right. What's another reason the Mavericks won this game? Because it seemed like they, well, let's, let's start here. 
The Mavericks build up a huge lead. They have been. They built up right before halftime. They had a 25-point lead. The Clippers just couldn't score anything. Paul George, what did he, he took two shots in the in the first quarter, and then he took two shots in the second quarter. He was just not getting the he didn't get the ball for the first five minutes of the game. Like he didn't get a touch. And it just felt like the Clippers were just settling into what the Mavericks will give defenses, and that's we're not gonna let you shoot threes. We're going to try to stop you from going all the way to the rim, but we don't necessarily succeed all the time at that. But we'll give you all the open mid-range shots you want. We'll give you contested mid-range shots. Reggie and Dorian will contest all those shots. Dwight will step up and contest those shots. Luca will chase from behind and, and contest those shots. Like We'll give you those shots, and they were taking them all, and they were just not scoring. They had a 71 offensive rating the Clippers did mm. at halftime. That's in the zero percentile. Like that's There's not even a rank for how bad that offensive rating is. And then the third quarter happened. What's going on with the Mavericks in third quarters? Oh, my gosh. I mean, tonight, you know, non-Luka Mavs scored five points in the third quarter. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, you know, they lost the quarter 33-15. to 15. Um, You know, there's a lot of different reasons for that. Nick Batum just, I mean, just do, did he miss a shot tonight? 7-7 seven seven from, <laughs> from, from three. In the game. And, you know, for uh, the Clippers, while I was talking about the defense, they played, you know, kind of the similar approach that we've seen of, Hey, kind of let, let Luca do his thing type of thing. And then at the end, that's how, that's why we got the same script again, Reggie yeah. hitting the threes, Dorian hit the, hit the threes because they brought the hard double so much on Luca late in the game, you know, outside of the random scramble play and Luca hit, hitting that like fadeaway <laughs> over there. The, ch- the Chuck shot that he took from the left wing with really late in the clock. And then he shushed the crowd. He, shushed he told you to be quiet, Nick. Yeah. He, he, he was running down the court and just shushing. I think Tim McMahon asked him like, why did you, who were you shushing when you, when you did that after you hit that shot? And he said, you know, I don't even know why I did that. I don't know who I was shushing because I'm obviously not going to shush our fans. Our fans are great. Like that's what he said. The crowd's just like, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, Luca told us to be quiet. Our MVP sorry, told sorry, us to be sorry. quiet, so I'm, I'm going to be quiet now. <laughs> the, the, uh, these third quarters no, have been yeah. so rough. I mean, the, Luca plays the entire quarter, and then you'd think that it would work out like the first quarters have where you'd bring in, you know, Christian Wood and Tim Hardaway at a certain point, And then all of a sudden you're playing against second units and then you just dominate like they have been in, at the end of first quarters and beginning of second quarters. And it just hasn't been the case. It, it's something on Luca. I think there's something about coming out of halftime. He had 10 points. He, you four of eight from the field hit two fruit hit two free throws. Didn't have any assists, right? So they're, they're cutting off his passing lanes and guys just aren't hitting any shots. And not a lot of guys got shots outside of, of Luca. Dorian took four threes in that quarter. Dinwiddie took two Bullock took two. They just didn't hit him. Uh, they were one of 10 from three in this quarter, just a, a really rough one. And, uh, it's another, it's just the same script again. They're just bad in the third quarter. What, what has to change? I guess. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough because you look at like the effort part of it. You look at like energy part and like, are they on the same page or, or is it an energy thing? Do they got to change up the, tra- you know, transcript <laughs> the, uh, honestly, the it feels like a transcript <laughs> at this point. It feels like they've written it out and they're like, all right, let's just read. All right. What do we do in the third quarter again? Okay. We, we play decent defense, but then we don't score at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It just, you know, Luca plays the whole third quarter. Dorian played the whole third, you know, tonight. Then he started the fourth quarter. I'm like, if this isn't a sign that he's not playing against Houston, I don't know what is. Yeah, that never happens where Luca starts the fourth <laughs> no. quarter ever, especially after he just played the whole third quarter. No, and so let's have this conversation since Jason Kidd was asked about it. Yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie, Luka Doncic, uh, both right around 40 minutes. Um, 
I think it's safe to assume everybody's seen Lucas, you know, most likely going to set out against Houston. But I mean, he was asked directly about the whole two ball, you know, just having the two ball handler thing and, and all of that. We're seeing it shocking here. They need another one. And who would have ever wow. saw that one? Who knew? It's this, <laughs> um, I guess it took Spencer and Luca playing 40 minutes in the same game for this conversation to come back up. Who would have asked about a third ball handler, like to the GM or somebody? Nick, that's a good question. <laughs> Thank you, Jason Kidd. Hey, but you forget about Frank. So I do. I, I forgot <laughs> about him. He was available in this game and didn't play. Jaden Hardy could be the third. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so <laughs> don't threaten me with a good time, Isaac Harris. <laughs> no. He's averaging like 26 uh, points in the G League right now. Jaden Hardy's not the third ball handler. Not I'm yet. Sorry. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not Love yet. him, but on, he's not, not the he's not the answer uh, for the third ball handler spot. Wow. Um, what do you think about can't that? What do you think? I can't that you it, hate Jaden Hardy so much. Stop it. Um, what What do you think about <laughs> that conversation being brought up again post game? And could you read off Jason Kidd's quote at post game? Uh, I can just remember it verbatim from what he said. He was asked. You know, what's the plan long? He was asked by Tim Cato, what's the plan long term for, you know, Luca and Dinwiddie, your only ball handlers? Because Jason Kidd had mentioned before this question, he said, against the Clippers, they switch a lot. And so you have to play two ball handlers. We, we tried with Dinwiddie at one point by himself and we couldn't score. We tried with Luca by himself and we couldn't really score too much. And so you got to have both. You got to have two at the same time, which is, makes a better mm. offense. Like, this is what we've been calling for for years. They finally got it last year. And, he, Tim Cato asked him, okay, well then there's a lot of teams that switch. How, how will you, what's the long-term plan to manage their minutes a little bit more and to get some more help there. And Jason Kidd goes, get in shape. Maybe I can help. <laughs> like, obviously he was, he was joking, <laughs> but like that was his first answer. First of all, it was a joke, but that was his first answer. And then Tim McMahon asked, do you have to find somebody that's not on the roster to answer that question? And like, Kid kind of, you know, he's like, you know, he's, he's like, I will. He's like, I'll step up and, and play, which wouldn't a Jason Kidd type player be great on this team right now? Like a veteran, yeah. like off the bench that could handle the, well, like they could run the offense. Maybe not like, what is he, 49, 49 year old not, Jason Kidd, but not actual Jason Kidd now, but, but like a, the style of player that Jason Kidd is. Uh, yeah. They do. I think they do got to find, they have to find somebody else because he obviously, I mean, they've had Faku now for weeks. We've seen him like twice. <laughs> They've had Frank Nilakina. He's been injured, but then he's been back now for a couple games, and he's just not even seeing the floor. So I think this Rockets game is probably going to be a good one where they just get to see those guys. But even if they do, and like maybe Faku has a good game, maybe Frank has a good game, I don't think Kid thinks they're the answer because he's not playing them no. in general now. Like the player that is going to answer this question will play in a rotation. No matter yeah. like who else is healthy or not healthy, right? I, I just don't think that they have that player on the roster right now because Kid is not like encouraged by Faku and, and Frank enough to play them in these, in, especially in these games. Yeah, if we're if we're going into the forty minutes uh, in a game with Luke and Dinwiddie, and you know they're talking, they're getting asked about questions about who that person is, and they have a couple guys that are not even playing, then that's the that's the telling thing right there yeah it is so coming up let's get into a couple more notes about this game who else stood out how did Luka Doncic look in this game how did uh Spencer Dinwiddie didn't have the best game but I thought he had some really good moments uh and how did the Mavericks get this win we'll talk about that coming up but before we do let me tell you about bet online it's the best place to check out the odds and lines inside and outside of sports you can go there right now 
you can see what's available. They, they're going to have World Cup stuff. Isaac, are you into the World Cup at all? Oh, yeah. Bra- Brazil, man. Ooh. It's going to be a hot commodity in our house. Uh, USA is going up against Wales, I guess, the first one on Monday, November 22nd, 21st. So you can go. That one's a pick em right now between the USA and Wales. <laughs> So I'm, I'm not comfortable enough to bet on it. So. Also, in soccer, I guess the lines are like way smaller if you think about it. Uh, you have Argentina is a two point favorite against the against Saudi Arabia. What's the biggest line for a game? I'm not seeing any that are. You can get a couple of different lines. Like you can get pick like for Portugal and Uruguay, you can get a pick or a half point either way. So that's kind of hmm. interesting with soccer. There's different stuff on Bet Online. You can do basketball as well, football, college sports, all that. Check it out. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen today and every day. Uh, go subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five star review. We really appreciate every single one of those. Helps more people learn about Lockdown Maps which then helps us get paid more, which then helps us to do more podcasts and bonus stuff and everything. Helps me rent another Tesla. <laughs> With Turo. Shout out to, shout out to Turo again. Um, Luca in this game, 35 points, 11 boards, five assists. He got another technical. He's now leading the NBA in technicals again. <laughs> He's got five. Uh, it didn't seem like he had as many this season, and then all of a sudden now he has five. Um, did you feel like they limited his usage a little bit? Cause I felt like in the first half, I felt like they had a pretty good, I felt like they had a pretty good handle on it. But then in the second half or the third quarter, it just went back to Luca, just ISO over and over again. Yeah. I mean, there were some Dinwiddie moments there, um, in the second half that he actually got to the rim, which was you know huge for him. You know, it was like Terrence Mann got off on him and it was like, all right, I'm gonna get to the rim. Yeah. And, and Zubats too. He got off. He got a couple of drives on him. Yeah. I mean, Find you somebody that looks at you the way that Luca looks at Zubots when there's the switch. I is just happening. imagine like a S- Sylvester from from Looney Tunes looking at Tweety Bird, just like just like with the fork and knife and puts the bib on and then like, oh my gosh! It, it's crazy to think though that you know they're they're showing clips of the bu- the bubble like game winner and stuff, yeah. and to see one that feels like it was forever ago. Yeah, it does. And then you like see the noticeable like physical difference of Luca. Like Luca looks skinnier in, in that. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wow, it looks, it feels so long ago that that was. But uh, all the matchups with the Clippers and stuff. But yeah, it did feel like they, you know, there was a time there that Dinwiddie drove the paint. He had to switch on switch on Zubots, and Luca was in the corner and he just kind of like waved it off. And I'm like, oh, this is an incredible moment. Like Luca's just standing in the corner and he doesn't have to like do everything. <laughs> and Dinwiddie went in and got the in one. Yeah. And it was like, let's go. Like we need more of that. Not every possession, not the yeah. end of games and all that. That's when Luca needs to be fresh. But like we need more times that Luca's on the floor and every single time it's not going through Luca or he's falling down the floor. Yeah. I-, I thought that they were they were moving the ball more in the first half. Now, obviously, when you're scoring as well as they did in the first half, it's easier to do that when you have like the other team just can't score at all. Your confidence is sky high. And so then all of a sudden you're sharing the ball a lot more. And I felt like they had a really good rhythm. Lucas still got 20 points on 11 shots in the first half and still had seven free throws. But I felt like he was mm. it, he was putting forth less effort to get those points than he has on certain nights, and especially in the second half. Um, on, on offense, he played, he played really good tonight. Uh, he didn't play very good on defense. No. And especially the fourth quarter. 
I mean, there there were three possessions in a row that they scored on that was Luca's fault. <laughs> it was like a rotation. It was him not clo- closing out in time. It's like, all right, the rest day is coming. <laughs> and uh, yeah. but yeah, it, it, he struggled a little bit defensively. Well, and that's what the Clippers are going to do, right? They, they switch a lot of defense, but they'll also attack you on offense, and they'll try and get the switches that they want as well. And so they tried. They brought up Luca a lot, and Luca had to defend a lot. And so this is. This is all part of the conversation of his offensive load that he carries. He can't play the defense that they want him to play if he's having to carry everything on offense as well. Maxi Kleba goes out with an injury. Um, he falls down super hard uh, in the first half, like the end of this, like like the middle of the second quarter or something. Uh, he felt, yeah, the beginning of the second quarter, about eight minutes left. He takes a really hard fall. And uh, he got the stop on defense, by the way. They called the Clippers player a tr- for a travel because he was he, like Maxi scared him because he jumped up so much. Um, but he falls down hard. He comes back into the game afterwards. Like he checks out, then checks back into the game. But then at halftime, they decided he wouldn't return. I bring this up because he he's probably going to be out for the Rockets game. So that's notable. But then also, it changed the whole dynamic with Christian Wood. And I found that really, really interesting because we've been tracking, all right, can the Mavericks get Christian Wood more involved? Can they give him a bigger role? Can they do this? And they've been really hesitant to not play uh, Christian Wood with Maxi Kleba. And when Maxi Kleba went out, they didn't play. Not play. To not play. To they ha- they <laughs> they have this steadfast rule basically to play Christian Wood with Maxi. They've been hesitant to yes. not play Maxi with Christian Wood because of defense. Because and, of defense yeah. and and a, you know and spacing and a couple things, and so. Christian Wood in the second half ends up playing 10 minutes. And most of that is in the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, he plays four minutes. So what did One you point. what did you see from from that whole dynamic with Maxi being out and then Christian Wood playing less, being less involved in the offense and all that? Well, yeah, I made a note of it, especially there in the fourth, because um, you know, he played four minutes in the fourth quarter as uh, t- another tight game, and they went ultra small ball yeah. of you know putting Dorian at, there at the five and stuff and um, but yeah, it, they, they're just more comfortable with the, the tandem of him and Maxi out there that Maxi can kind of make up for, um, you know, the defensive, defensive stuff that Christian Wood might lack uh, or does lack. And, but then on the other side, Christian Wood makes up for Maxi's, you know, lack of offensive versatility on the, yeah. on the other side. So, uh, it's a, it's a good pairing there. You know, they tried to run Christian Wood with, you know, Dwight a few times. I'm really not the biggest fan of playing Dwight at all without Luca. Um, yeah, that's it's just, tough. It's just like, yeah, Luca just brings the best out of Dwight. But, and uh, Christian Wood. Of, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, everybody really. But, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I was a little surprised he didn't play a little bit more in the second half. But, I mean, once again, Jason Kidd has the guys that he trusts at the end of the game. Well, so he plays, I mean, in the second half, he played. Uh, what he played a total of ten minutes, and he was a minus fourteen. Like he was in that, he was in that run where the Mavericks were just getting d- destroyed, and yeah. um, he just struggles on defense. And then he, then when they, when the Clippers put a wing on him, stop me if you've heard this before about a big man. When you put a wing on him, he couldn't post up, and he couldn't get his threes off as much because they weren't giving as much space. Because he he hit a couple of jump shots early, and first half he was he was shooting the ball pretty well. And then he just couldn't get to any of his spots. He had a couple of offense. He had an offensive foul, I think. He had a couple of weird fouls, weird turnovers. 
And then all of a sudden, like you're in Jason Kidd's doghouse, right? It's he's got a very short leash right now, it seems like. Uh, and I think it's gonna this Rockets game is gonna be really interesting for him because it's against this Rockets team. Luca's probably not gonna play. Uh, they'll probably turn to him a little bit more. So I'm really this is this is probably the chance for like the Christian Wood 40 point game if there's gonna be one this year. I'm just here for the Luca and Bobby content. That's oh that's yeah, just, that's all I'm here for. Will I be sad uh, when I see it, or will I be like just happy to happy that we had it? No, I'll be sad. Um, I'm interested yeah, I, for the Bobby and Faku content. Like that's gonna be like just the juxtaposition. I am, I am weirdly excited to see this team play a game without Luca to see who steps up, see who has a bigger game. Is it Dinwiddie? Is it Christian Wood? How much? <laughs> how how much of the um how much freedom does Christian Wood have out there without Luca because they'll just need him to get buckets? Yeah. I mean, he had that like stretch there in the first half, and you're looking at it and it's like, dang, like it's he's just scoring out there just with ease. Um, but this it's the Chris that's the whole Christian Wood experience of his like whole career. He'll have stretches, yeah. and then you see it in this like micro context of it of just one NBA game to where you see a stretch and you're like, dang. He's so big, so talented. And then you see another stretch and you're like, all right, well, um, what happened to the other guy? But uh, yeah, they're still trying to figure it out. We know we're seeing who Jason could, you know, trust and stuff. And he went with that small ball lineup to close the game and they end up winning. So no one's really going to talk about it too much except for us for the past six minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do we have to talk about defensive stalwart Tim Hardaway Jr. again? (laughs) Zero for seven from the field. He no, had three yeah. steals in this game. The Mavericks were, were picking off the, the Clippers a lot in this game, I thought. The Clippers had 21 turnovers, and Paul George was just really bad with the ball in his hands. He had, what did he have, 10 turnovers he finished the game with. It felt like they were just ready for him. Anytime they kind of doubled him or sent pressure up to him when he was handling the ball, like it would go off his foot a couple times. Just He just really, really struggled. And when Kawhi is not playing like he, he didn't in this game and hasn't since, you know, since November started, uh, they depend on Paul George a lot more than we would think for like what's supposed to be the deepest team in the NBA. And yeah. uh, it's just, it's very strange when he's off. That it, it looks like the Mavericks, right? It looks like like Paul George mm-hmm. is Luca, and then everybody else is just like standing around. And I guess Marcus Morris is Christian Wood. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, Reggie Lord. Jackson is Dinwiddie. <laughs> like if you just start getting dangerous, <laughs> you start applying like then. Uh, Batum is is Reggie Bullock because he he was only shooting like thirty one percent from three coming in this game and then he hit seven of seven. Um, <laughs> there there's some stats in this game that you look at like team wise and you say Dallas still won. Dallas still won after losing the assi- total assist. Like Clippers had three more total assists than they did. Clippers won the rebounding battle. Uh, <laughs> for forty, they had six more rebounds than Dallas. The biggest one I talked about fifteen bench points bench for Dallas. Points. The Clippers had 51 bench points. Dallas had uh, 15. Um, yeah, so it's like you look at that, you look at fast break points, Clippers 15, Dallas 4, um, and they still won. So <laughs> it's just like one of those weird things that you might pick up a box score and, and be like, wow, how did that happen, really? <laughs> you make uh, 17 threes, you hit them late, and you play some def- decent, like, defense and you can win a lot of games which this Mavs team has proven over and over again and throughout the playoffs you play decent perimeter defense and you hit a bunch of threes and you can win any game that you're in and so far they've played the most clutch games in the NBA they've won seven of those 11 games which is crazy and uh that's the most clutch wins in the NBA so far Celtics have six Kings have six Jazz have six the Mavericks have seven clutch wins so 
Another clutch win under the belt. We'll be back tomorrow with a game against the Rockets. We will break that game down, and then we'll be back um, for another episode on Thursday. And then we will also be back for post game. We do every single post game on this, so we'll be back for a post game against the Nuggets. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Make your second listen, Locked On Sports today. I'll be on there with the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on Odyssey and more. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.